Hey there, deviants. Looking for an episode that's big on excitement and entertainment, but small on time? Well, get ready to enjoy today's mini-sode on Dark and Devious. Yes, thank you for that introduction, Chris. Um, we are back with a big on excitement, but short little bite-sized episode. Mm, so tasty. Yes. And speaking of bite-size, I know we don't usually do banter in minisodes, but can I just say that I have rediscovered my love of Tostino pizza rolls? Oh, that is that is so wonderful to hear. Yeah, I, I had was... totally not bought them forever, but then my, my partner, not like this was probably right before I moved, like just went ahead and bought some and I was like, oh, dang, like I forgot how much I love these. Yeah, they like, are they're wonderful. not good, but they're so satisfying at the same time. Oh, yeah, it's it's a uh, like the best kind of kind of trash snack. I like that you called it trash snack. I, I um, think you're rubbing off on me. That sounds like something that you would say. I I do use the word trash a lot because um, mm-hmm. I am trash, and um, <laughs> um, and you know what? It's I'm I wanted to talk about peach rolls some more, but because we're on the topic of trash, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and get into today's episode. Oh, all right, and you'll see why. Um, so my last full episode of Sylvia Likens was a heavy hitter. Um, I know of many people that did not make it through the episode. They told me they just, they just couldn't, they just skipped mm-hmm. to the end to hear what the court ruling was. Right. Yeah. Um, and so for today's mini, I was like, you know what, let's go a little lighter. And I was going through my brain trying to think of like, what are some light stories that I've heard that are true crime related and I thought of this light one, true crime. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, there is light true crime. Like if I were to just, you know, rob a 7-Eleven and not do any physical harm, I, I think that'd be light true crime. Well, especially if you did it in a very unusual way, like, I don't know. See, I'm not, I don't have a criminal mind. I can't even think of a, of a stupid way to do. To I do had a, a water gun. I had a water gun. Um, okay. I guess that there, that's, that I came in with awesome. a super soaker. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so I thought of this case that I heard of, um, probably like six months ago and I was like, that's perfect. This is like a nice refreshing, um, story to do to kind of get us out of the dark case that was Sylvia Likens murder. And then, you know, Chris, I started to do the research and my memory was not as correct as it was. This is not a light case whatsoever. (laughs) Um, It's actually pretty, pretty rough, Um, but I was invested. 
So okay. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I mean, it, it'll be uh, like, as long as it's not another like child assault case, I think that's probably a step up in, in terms of, of heaviness. Okay. Okay. Fair. I guess. We I go- okay. I good. So one. it qualifies there. Okay. Yeah. All right. So today I am going to be telling you all about what is called trash streaming and the murder of Valentina Grigoryova, which that's Russian. I'm going to struggle with some names, but I'm going to do my best. Do your best. So Chris, have you heard of trash streaming? This is the first time I'm hearing of it. Uh, it sounds... It sounds like uh, a show that would be on TLC these days. Yep, I can see that. Oh, <laughs> uh, remember when TLC used to be just like, uh, like house swap shows mm-hmm. and like, I don't know, it, it used to be like a little bit more educational, actually. <laughs> right. And now it's like, like my 300 pound sweet 16 uh like pregnant life yeah yeah <laughs> and many and many other things along yeah the way. well unfortunately well actually rather fortunately trash streaming is not on tlc and you'll see why The idea behind trash streaming, which emerged on the Russian language internet in the mid-2010s, is simple yet lucrative. You'd simply invite some friends over, usually get drunk, broadcast the proceedings live, and invite viewers to donate small sums of money in exchange for dares. (laughs) Okay, this sounds like it has the potential of being like just kind of harmless and like amusing yeah I but think... i could also see it getting very much out of hand which it does um the outrageous nature of the phenomenon has prompted heated discussion in parliament and calls for it to be banned which you will see why see if i was watching uh one of those i would be like Kiss, all of you, kiss. <laughs> right. I'm sure they, <laughs> I'm sure they get those. Oh yeah, I'm sure. But then there's definitely people that request more um, uh, devious yes. requests. For a YouTuber and trash streamer, Vladimir Samovokin, who was drunk to excess, he fought in bare knuckle bras and jumped from third floor balconies on his webcam and the subculture represents an unvarnished depiction of life on the margins of Russian society with the promise of instant money for, from paying customers. I don't think you could ever pay me enough to jump off a third story balcony because it's like, well, there's no way they're gonna pay me enough to like buy me a new set of legs. I mean, maybe into a swimming pool is one thing. Yeah, I don't know. I'd still, I'd still probably avoid doing that. (laughs) So Vladimir said that trash is just the stuff that you wouldn't show to kids. It's all about interaction. When a customer pays for a task and a streamer performs it, there's an element of power. 
One of the first trash streaming YouTubers that Russia saw was one called Melstroy. A native of Belarus, he started his streaming career at least um, in 2017. And Melstroy's videos are often set in high-rise apartments in the expensive Moscow City business district. He often streams with several online guests. Then his streams often include young girls. Oh, I'm already uh, not liking this. Yeah, it's gross. When he started streaming, Melstroy would look for young girls on video chat applications and then convince them to strip naked for him. Unknowingly to the girls, while he did that, he would live stream on YouTube and collect donations from his viewers. That's pretty, that's pretty much the definition of skeezy. Mm -hmm. In his streams, Malstroy has paid girls to strip, given money to two guests to have a fight, and even doused someone with a bottle of urine all to collect donations from his audience of a thousands and used garner millions of views. When he was arrested after beating a 21-year-old model live on air after she joked about his body, he smashed her head against a glass table, causing serious injury. Thereafter, he was banned from YouTube as an investigation was launched. The model who was attacked, Elena Eframova, received a closed craniocerebral injury, concussion, and bruises. Which, you know, that, that could really mess you up for a long time. Any kind of brain injury, you know, like I've had friends who've had concussion-related injuries and it's, it messes up with your like your, your basic functions. Mm -hmm. Like I can't imagine having to deal with that. Right. <clears throat> Thereafter, several others in Russia have joined this heinous trend. In October of 2020, live streamers in the city of Bryansk reportedly earned 112,000 rubles for tormenting a homeless man. Or Which guess... now that's worth like 50 bucks or something? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> um, but this, I guess I should not say homeless, this displaced man sadly allowed himself to be humiliated in return for food. Oh, that's so sad. Mm -hmm. Like they're getting paid actual money and like he's so down on his luck that he's willing to let them harass him for just for food. And who knows how much. Yeah. During the lockdown imposed due to the coronavirus, the trash streaming phenomenon gained popularity. Reports that creator of popular YouTube channel Versus Battle, which has 4.55 million subscribers, founded Sost TV, which is where several people agreed to move into a house together and do whatever their viewers pay to them. What? Oh my gosh, that sounds like the worst way to get famous. Yeah, it's like a very dark version of Big Brother. Yeah, uh, I mean, even just regular Big Brother, I don't know if you could pay me to do that, but. <laughs> um, but when speaking about the lockdown and coronavirus, um, <clears throat> I know it was really rough for people who lived with domestic abusers. 
oh yeah because it's like where are you gonna go like they don't want people moving around which means there's not necessarily a place for you to go to get away right and Um, even just exacerbating like even if you were like if you had like a like a tense personal relationship with whoever your you know spouse or partner or whatever uh you know being together all the time I'm sure exacerbated any kind of bad feelings between people and may have even um like made things worse for some oh I'm sure I'm sure it happened um but so those the uptick in trash streaming during the lockdown I'm I'm sure there were some people that were the abusers in those relationships probably took this to their advantage oh for sure which is just really bad to think about it was in December of 2020 though that trash streaming reached an unfortunate new level Stanislav Reshenokov, a 30-year-old Russian YouTuber who, go, or who went by the name Stas Reflay online. Stas's YouTube channel had reached 6,000 followers before it was taken down, and you'll see why. Wait, how many followers? 6,000. Only 6,000? Yeah. Okay. Um, he used to go live on YouTube and accept his audience's request for money. Stas's entire YouTube was filled with dirty physical pranks, sexualizing women, and assaulting people. And isn't that so strange? That says a lot about human nature, I feel like. That 6,000 people are willing and want to subscribe to that? Exactly. And that's just you know, in the time that he was active, like if he had been able to just keep going with it, who knows how how many more people would have followed. Right. Stas was in a relationship with 21-year-old Valentina Grigorieva, whom he called Vaya. The couple was actively engaged in trash streaming. Unfortunately, Valentina became a victim of one of these requests during their live stream session. On December 2nd, 2020, Stas went live with Valentina, who was pregnant, and their friend Mariana, who had come over for the night to stay. All three of them were consuming alcohol throughout the live session. Oh, gosh. It's like, Valentina, come on. Uh Uh-huh. After two hours of live streaming, Stas received a bizarre request from one of his viewers. The viewer offered him $1,000 in U.S. currency if Stas would beat up the pregnant Valentina. The viewer okay, can- well, like, that's insulting that it would only take that much for him to even consider that. Uh-huh. It's, like, absurd. The viewer continued his request, asking Stas to lock Valentina naked outside in sub-zero temperature. Initially, the night was all fun and jokes until Stas got serious about the request. Stas accepted the viewer's request 
for petty cash and started beating Valentina and dousing her with mace. Valentina How? tried also, to- why Hmm? Just grumbling over here about okay. how absolutely absurd this is. I'm like just really angry about it. But go on. Valentina tried to resist Stas, and as seen in the live stream, she pulled out a pocket knife when he began to manhandle her. Marina, the friend who was there for the night, tried to calm Valentina down instead of trying to subdue Stas. I was going to say, directing your attention to the wrong person here. Uh-huh. Stas then forcefully took Valentina behind the camera, presumably to lock her outside. Loud voices of yelling and beating could be heard. Stas then stripped Valentina down to her underwear without her consent and yelled at her to, quote, sober up. He took her outside his house into the negative eight degree temperature and locked her out on their apartment balcony. Valentina banged on the door. However, she eventually stopped. After a brief time, Stas went to check on Valentina. He found her lying unconscious on the apartment uh, balcony patio. He dragged her inside and shook her to revive her consciousness. However, she was pale and did not wake up. Oh, God. Stas became worried for Valentina and intended to resuscitate her, but all efforts were made in vain. Still live streaming, he cried for Valentina to wake up, saying, Vaya, are you alive? Come on, tell me something. I'm worried. He then continued. Oh yeah, you weren't worried about her when you when you like beat her up and then put her out on in the cold and locked her out. Right. He then said to the camera, "I can't feel her heartbeat, guys. There's no pulse. She's not breathing." He begged Valentina to wake up, telling her, "I love you," but she never did. He then lifted her by her legs, which I think is odd and placed her on the couch. Stas covered Valentina's cold body with a blanket and began crying as he called the paramedics while still live streaming. His audience asked him not to end the live stream and even paid him more than $1,500 to carry on the live stream. Wow, even, uh, that's even more than the initial request to do the horrible thing that he did. Right. And then like, so when, when I learned that I was a little torn, I was like, wow, are these people that sick? But then I got to think, I was like, or are they that concerned? They want to see. Yeah. They want okay. to find so out. So I'm sure it was a mixed batch. Interesting. <clears throat> the paramedics team arrived in no time and they declared Valentina dead from hypothermia. Oh, that's, that's the, such a cruel way to die. Well, they initially believed that she and her unborn child died from hypothermia. However, a forensic team later confirmed that Valentina died from a head injury. The report stated that she had oh. suffered from cranial cerebral trauma and multiple bruising on the face and hemorrhaging of soft tissues. 
So she might have slipped away before the cold got to her. Yeah, so I'm guessing is what happened is she probably passed out due to her brain injuries. Yeah. And then- Caused by that stupid idiot. Yeah, and then just being exposed to the elements on top of that, it was just- Just too much. Yeah, it's a combination. Well, I mean, the, the small- tiny fraction of a mercy there would be that that hopefully she just slipped into sleep or like a sleep-like state and didn't even feel like the the pain of the cold yeah i would i would hope right but still i'm it's an absolutely horrible way to die and i i'm interested to hear what happens next well, what happens next is that the police arrested Stas for killing Valentina. As they should. However, Stas defended his position, claiming it to be an innocent prank that went wrong. Oh my gosh. Yes. The, I can see him saying that if he just simply locked her on the balcony, but all the beating beforehand. Yeah. No. Also, there is video footage of everything you just did. Exactly. The Russian court initially charged him with a two-year sentence for manslaughter. The prosecution told that he would be charged with a minimum of 15-year sentence if found guilty of abuse and murder. And in April of 2021, Stas was charged with manslaughter and inflicting grievous bodily harm on Valentina. The Russian court gave him a sentence of six years within a strict penal colony. Really six years for that. And then we get, you know, an American who brings like a small amount of marijuana into the into their country and they get like 10 years. If not more. I think maybe some priorities need to be reevaluated there. All of Stas's videos were taken down from YouTube and his channel was permanently removed. A YouTube representative claimed that Stas' channel was not monetized, and since he had only $6,000 followers, that's why it was not on their radar. Oh, so because he was small potatoes, basically, yeah. they were, that it wasn't on their radar. Yeah. The same YouTube representative strongly condemned this kind of behavior. She said, we are shocked to learn of this tragic incident. This kind of graphic content and violent is not acceptable on YouTube. A number of political figures have publicly thrown their weight behind a ban on trash streaming. It's part of a wider turn towards internet censorship by the Russian authorities, who in recent months have been increasingly vocal about the perceived excesses of the free internet. In recent weeks, Russia's internet watchdog Roscom Nadzor has announced legal probes into YouTube and deliberately slowed down Twitter, accusing the platforms of hosting criminal material, including content promoting teen suicide. In an unusually emotional March television appearance, President Vladimir Putin referred to social media users who share illegal content as bastards and monsters. Oh, wow. <laughs> Coming from from him, all right. Yeah, yeah. 
Meanwhile, State Duma Speaker Vikshashtev Volodin has mulled ending online anonymity by requiring Russian internet users to register using their passport details. Oh, that's a little creepy and kind of uh, uh, like Orwellian. Yeah. Even so, few experts believe that a ban on trash streaming has much chance of success. The only way to ban trash streaming would be convert Russia's internet into something more like Cuba's or North Korea's, said Erman Kilmenko, a digital entrepreneur and former advisor to Putin. Even those in favor of a ban admit that internet trash is most likely here to stay as streamers will simply migrate to new and less readily controllable platforms if they are banned from one mainstream. The director of a Moscow-based think tank named the Institute for Investigation of Problems of Modern Politics recently proposed the extension of a law against xenophobic hate speech to cover live streamed trash. Hmm. Others note that a prohibition on trash itself an internet era neologism is so vague as to defy any meaning legal definition. Banning trash is like trying to ban fake news, said Erman Kilomenko. No one can even agree on a definition of what the stuff is. Right. And even if you could kind of nail it down, it would just be like whack-a-mole, like you try to take out one platform, another one pops up over here yep. and, or like they'll find a way to work it in one way or another. It's, it seems like once the toothpaste is out of the tube, you can't put it back in. Right. And then like, let's say you get banned from the mainstream web. There's the deep web. Oh you know? yeah. And the deep web. And as we covered in another mini, so there's the dark web, which is subjective if it really exists, but if it does, the dark web would be a, a playground for trash streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that is a brief summary of what trash streaming is and that it's running rampant in Russia right now. And the unfortunate death of Valentina, which brought this to my attention. And there were other really awful stories that I read while researching this case of Valentina. Um, but she's the only one that I've seen where a death has been the end result. I did see a lot of sexual assaults, um, a lot of bodily harm towards people, somewhere to the dark web. People would pay, like, you know, cut them here, cut them there. And yeah. that stuff has been happening on Trash Stream, which is just insane that it's happening on YouTube. Yeah, that, but like a platform that you think is like, pretty mainstream, pretty regulated, but like things do slip through the cracks as we see here. Man, that is just uh, so weird. It does really feel like, it it seems like something would be in like a futuristic, like sci-fi kind of world. Right. where, Where this kind of stuff happens and I'm just really surprised that there's enough people out there that there's a, a not, like there's enough financial incentive to do these kinds of like terrible things that 
that this kind of stuff goes to this extreme? Like, I mean, but then I, again, I, I know I there's there's no you. limit to the like the depths of the the human like imagination. Like, right? It's like people are willing to... to go really dark and really devious. And the thing is, is like, I think most people are very well-natured, well-intended, good people. But it's like, once you get a taste for it, I think it's just human nature to almost want more, you know? Yeah, yeah. or like, or it's like, okay, you've, you've cracked the door open. Now let's, let's see how far it'll swing, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, how far can we push this before it's too much? Yeah. Well, I think trash streaming is very much too much for me. So I will give that a pass. Hard pass there for me. So. Um, Well, good. I'm glad you're passing. I also am passing. Yeah. Listeners, I hope you pass as well. Yes. But I hope what our listeners do not pass is the opportunity to check out our Facebook and Instagram pages. Um, We will have photos of Valentina um, for you to check out there. And then also, if you want to like us, give us a star rating wherever you're listening, that would be super appreciated. And if you want us to share a story that is on your mind or close to your heart, please email us at darkanddeviouspodcast at gmail.com. Yes. That was a seamless transition. I loved it. Uh, Yes, please send your ideas our way. We love hearing from our listeners and interacting with you. So please do. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this mini-sode. And until next time. bye. Bye.